This episode is brought to you by Utini, the new and easy way to stay up to date with Star Wars books by having them delivered right to your door every month. Enter the giveaway in the description below or use promo code SWBPODCAST for $5 off your first month. Pick your class and learn your master points because it's time for the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. Welcome to episode 122 of the Star Wars Battlefront Podcast. I'm your host, Sage Goodwin, joined by Aaron from the As A True YouTube channel. In this episode, we'll be going over how future seasons could work and what they could focus on. Let's get started. So I think we should get started with The Last Jedi season, kind of how that set the standard, really, for seasons so far. Like, we don't really have enough to go on to say, okay... This is exactly how every season will go on forward, but we can look at The Last Jedi season to see, okay, this is what they did for that one, so maybe they could do it for another one. Well, I just want to start off by saying this is not going to be a representation of what all the other seasons are going to be like, because this season that has just happened wasn't perfect, right? There was a lot of things that needed sorting out, but you have to remember, this is the first time DICE have had any experience doing this sort of thing in any game. So they was going into the unknown with this brand new concept and just went with it. And some things really worked well, whereas other stuff didn't. And I don't think they was really prepared for it. And people seem to think they just made this season in like a month or so. Like as soon as the game released, they thought, right, that's when they start working on the DLC. The DLC has been in development. The development a few months beforehand like the yeah. game went gold a few months beforehand so as soon as that game was coming up to being finished they started working on the hit you know finalizing the heroes the maps and you know the, just the setup for the season so i think pe- people was like expecting a season like every month and it's like the content doesn't take you know a month to make it takes a lot longer yeah and they've got feedback now they've actually got something to go off so they know what works or they've got an idea of what things don't work, what people want changing for the next season. You know, the challenge is not working, the challenge is not counting, crates not being delivered on time, that sort of stuff. They actually know what to change for next time. So I feel like the last Jedi season was really good because the content was good, but it was also a test season for the next one. Which exactly. I think I was sort of, forgetting that was going to be a thing and everyone sort of did not see it as that but i think you have to understand that like i said they've never done anything like this before this is this was all completely new to them and they should have been prepared prepared better in a way like they should have been more vocal communication wise but overall it was just a trial really for this year exactly and that's a good definition of like every game development process they will launch something and then they will get the feedback from it and then be like okay this is what we need to do this is what we need to change and then this is kind of like what we should do next time and with the season layout it actually gives dice the opportunity to do that much better than a season pass would exactly because if you look at the previous game we had four expansions every three months right Uh, an expansion every three months and there was four of them so they would, you know, show a trailer a couple of weeks beforehand, 
and reveal a little bit of information about what's inside the expansion. The expansion would drop with a patch and the patch would be a big patch and we will have been waiting about two months for that patch, right? Because yeah. patches weren't often and we're getting them every three to four weeks right now. So that's much better. But we'd be waiting two months for this patch and if you had the money or you already had the season pass, you'd get the expansion. And then we'd be presented with more bugs, just like with any game update. In any game, it's not just Battlefront. It just happens all the time. Yeah. And then another month may pass and they'd get feedback from that expansion and we'd get a patch. And then we'd repeat the cycle of wait another two months and get an, another patch unless they made a smaller patch. It wouldn't be a major patch. There'd be no, There wouldn't be any content right between there and then other than there was like one trait star card there was the bow rifle but that was already in the files um we got like the tuscan raider camp map uh twilight and hoff little things here and there but they were so far and few between whereas this time around we're going to be getting more content more frequently and patches more frequently so exactly and like you're saying that's that's exactly like how it worked uh, we got the news, we got the patch, we got the bugs, and then we got the bugs fixed with like little things in between, mm-hmm. which is a drastic change for Battlefront 2, where we're getting a season every, we don't know exactly how long, maybe it's every two months, but every month we're definitely getting a patch that will change something big, exactly. add something new, uh, fix bugs, that kind of thing, which is much better and much more frequent than the previous game. Exactly, and it's like these client-side patches are like every, roughly every two weeks, and they do change things, they do fix things. They don't necessarily fix everything, and there's a lot of things they just can't change because it requires a major client-side update. But in the previous game, there is a lot of stuff, like the Lando glitch and whatnot, that this game eliminates with these server patches. Yes. We don't even know it's happening. It just happens and it's like, okay, now we know it's fixed or it's just fixed every two weeks or so. And this is so much better than having to wait a month. So this is why it's really positive that this seat, like, you know, if a season did launch, right, and it was completely broken, we wouldn't have to wait maybe a month for it to be, for certain things to be fixed. We might only have to wait a week or two because of the uh, server patches. So in a way... I'm kind of glad that they've managed to completely restructure this update system. I just wish it was a little bit more clearer because I think people forgot that QA takes about two weeks and that's out of their control. Like, you know, we're still waiting for this new patch and it's in QA right now. It's not like they're holding it back. They're being lazy. Um, It's Microsoft, Sony and Origin testing it for two weeks and they can't do anything about it. Yeah, and you want them to do that. Exactly. And you know, if they find a bug that needs fixing, they have to go back to DICE and DICE have to fix it. And then they send it off again and again and again. And obviously all the bugs can't be accounted for in this QA uh, phase, but a lot of them that are really major get stopped before it does release. So people don't see that side of stuff. And I feel like there needs to be, I, I don't know what it is, but there should be either, whether it be a blog post or a short video or something saying, this is how it works. I don't know how many details they can go into, but if they could just sort of just explain to the community it, how it works, that would be quite useful, I think, for a lot of the people that don't really understand how 
this sort of stuff works. Exactly. Like a lot of the the backlash and the controversy around Battlefront 2 has mostly been due to a lack of communication or a lack of good communication. Like the microtransactions, we weren't necessarily sure on how those worked. So the, the whole internet exploded. And what we actually, what the biggest thing we need is kind of an explanation like you're saying of like this is a video this is a blog post saying okay this is how one we're going forward with seasons and two uh kind of how it works when we're changing things like what does qa mean exactly and what you can expect for the future i think they should like you know have a bit like a glossary where it's like definitions of certain things like when they do a when they do do the developer Q&As, they could say, okay, these are things, what's happening? Or when they announce, they do like a big blog post saying, like the other week where they said cargo, um, jump pack cargo is coming and there's a progression system changing. It'd be like a bullet point saying, this is what such and such means. Or when we say this is happening, this, this is what we're doing. Um, there is a lot of stuff they can't obviously talk about. And that's the hard thing, whether it be in Star Wars and that sort of stuff. So... It, it it's hard. We need more frequent communication, but and it's better than the last game. I don't think people realize, but it's so much better than the last game. If you go back two years, you would not realize how much better it is. Um, yeah. Much more active, and you know, it, it's it's hard because I feel like the the stuff they can't do as much as we want it to, and it's just that people don't understand that. And I understand that they don't understand it, but. You know, it, it, it just needs clearing up a little bit more, I think. Um, I mean, to be honest, the communication has definitely improved over the last month or so. And with Seasons, because it's a month-long thing, they've, you know, they was posting on the forums pretty much every week to updating us about it. Whereas in the last game, we'd have the release of the expansion, and that'd be like it for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Or a few, few even, even longer times, so... I don't think people realize how lucky we are compared to the last game because we'd get nothing for three months and then get something and then, you know, um, I think what needs to happen is some of the content needs to be spaced out. But this is just my personal opinion and I've had a lot of like debate with people on Twitter about this, but I don't think everything should like be super spread out. I still feel like there should be a day where the majority of stuff comes, if you go what I mean. Yeah. Because it gives people, like, excitement for, like, this one day. Like, I feel like the maps and heroes should come on one day, um, and then the other stuff, maybe a week before, and then a, a, the week after, that sort of stuff. I just don't see why they should be all spread out. I understand it's a month-long, five, six-week-long thing, but just spread it all out, sort of, I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. I just don't agree with it being all spread out, but definitely spread some of the smaller content either side of the main stuff, which is obviously the heroes of maps. Yeah, like have a big a big drop at the beginning or... Probably yeah. in the middle. I think in the middle would be best. Like The Last Jedi was great because you had a week of challenges and getting excited for the new heroes. And then we got this so much stuff. I think it, with The Last Jedi, it was... We, we, we got a lot of different content and that's why people are like, we need to spread it out because we got a single player piece of content. We got two new heroes, a, an awesome map and, you know, and, and then another Starfighter Assault map. And that was just before the film came out. So everyone was like focusing on the film as well. And 
then they had so much content to talk about and play with. So I feel like if, for example, in the next season we got two heroes, two maps, some weapons, and some star cards or whatever, I, I don't know, or a vehicle, the weapon would take them first, then we'd get heroes on the maps, and then after we'd get the vehicles, maybe? You know, it's something like that. So I don't think it should be spread over four weeks or longer. I think three weeks would be okay. Like, every... T- you know, three different Tuesdays would be nice. Yeah. Where you, you you have the hype build up first, you get something little, you get the big drop and you're like, oh my gosh, this is really mm-hmm. huge. And then after that, you're like, okay, now that I've gotten used to this, there's something new. And then finally, after that, you can kind of like make sure and get a feel of what everything does in exactly. to everything else. Exactly. Um, and, and one of the main downsides too spreading it all out is they don't get enough feedback with stuff because if you released heroes separately to everything else and everything else is separate they're going to have a lot less feedback on the stuff that comes out later and how things play out together if you got what i mean and that's what i'm thinking about i'm like if, if, if they just spread out like weapons and vehicles star cards the combinations could be really overpowered or really underpowered and they would not have as much time to sort of, you know, I mean, it's not much of a big deal now they're not on holiday. Um, They haven't got Christmas coming up or anything, but it's just something to think about. It's like people sort of forget there is a lot of factors that go into these sort of things that they just sort of have to look out um, uh, for. And another thing, obviously the main criticism with the last Jedi season was the challenges. Now, personally, I think the only major issue I had with them was the rewards, which have been fixed now. We're getting a 1,000 credits and an aura crate um, with a daily challenge, right? Which is good for something yeah. that requires you just to play the game for an hour or so. You know, every an hour for two days, and you've got an extra 1,000 credits, which is nice. You know, play do two challenges in a week, that's almost an extra crate on top of whatever else you're earning. Um, So I feel like the criticism of the rewards was justified, but the challenges, I understand people wanting harder challenges, but that would only be if the rewards were a lot better. Exactly. And I don't know, I feel like just... It's one of those things where they're trying to make it easy for a lot of the player base to feel like, oh, all I've got to do is play three rounds of Blast and I'll get a thousand extra credits. That's easy. I'm going to do that. To a lot of like the more hardcore community, that's boring. So it's trying to find that balance. And I feel like the challenges should be just a little bit more harder. They shouldn't be too hard because it will put off a lot of people. And people don't realize a lot of the people are quite casual and they're an average player or below average, right? Yeah. So... They, they need something that's, you know, it's really simple to get a, a thousand credits or maybe a one star card, a basic common star card for that season's hero. You know, something really s- different, but at the same time, at least achievable to get in two days. Because you have to remember, not everyone can play the game for three, four hours a day. Um, I mean, I only play it. I only get chance to play it like one to two hours a day, uh, you, you know, because of work. And a lot of the player base don't play it as much because they just don't have enough time. Uh, so challenges definitely need to improve. I think the rewards should either stay as they are unless the challenges get harder. Um, and you know how each week they say 
whether the resistance or the first order win. I think that's a good thing. And people's like people don't even have to play and get those you know, those um, crates with epic cards in. Yeah. Uh, or four thousand credits and it's like, well, at the end of the day, it's not costing you anything. You you don't even have to play, right? You just have to be select a side. They're giving away stuff for free. So I don't see why people was annoyed about that. Like every week we're getting an extra four thousand or two thousand credits. You know, they should probably up the crafting part thing a little bit, but again, it depends how the progression system gets changed, doesn't it? Because we have no idea how that's going to work out. Maybe crafting parts become really, really easy to get hold of, or you can, you know, trade credits, for example, for crafting. We just don't know. And I think that we've got to sort of just wait for that to happen, which needs to come as soon as possible, but only when it's ready. You know, they're taking the time. And yeah, it's annoying that it's going to take another month or so, but I'd rather get them, get it right first time than having to rethink about it, you know, and, and do another patch because we're going to be a month away from another patch and it's just, you know, it, it's just more disappointment. Yeah, it'd be better for them to take longer with the initial release than it is to launch it halfway done and then just introduce a bunch of bugs and then exactly. break the gameplay. Exactly. Yeah, and that's what Dennis has definitely been talking about on Twitter. He's been very, like... We're getting it right. We're not doing something that we think is okay. We're doing it correctly. And that's when we can eventually move on to the better stuff, which is not how it, this game should be. That's It should have been perfect pretty much at launch. But, you know, I don't think people realize that most games go through this sort of stuff. Um, and sometimes the better games that are out there right now have gone through six months of changes and patches, right? Exactly. And now they're really good to play. And they're doing really, really well two years into their life cycle. So, you know, we're not going to see a Battlefront game for a good few years now. So why not make this as best they can? Yeah, you know, I hate it when people say on Reddit, like, they've, they're giving up on the game. No, they're not. Like, if they gave up, they'd just not talk about it and just not work on the game. But just because they're not talking about it doesn't mean... You know, there's people hard at work. Like, you see the developers say, oh, I'm working on it now. So that's just something to keep in mind, I think, for some people. Yeah. And if you are interested in a look at, like, gaming and, like, how video games are made, definitely recommend Walt Williams' book, Significant Zero. Uh, it's a really good read and very... Mm -hmm. uh, it, it sheds a light on game development as a whole, so... I just finished that, yeah. and it's really good. I've read... I haven't read that, but I've read quite a lot of books similar to that. And, you know, it, it is complex, and it is complicated, and it isn't as interesting to some people, but there is a lot to learn. And I think people would see games, like not just Battlefront, just any game, in a different light. They'd be like, oh, you know, I think too many people are comparing the game to Fortnite at the moment. And I said this on the Big Mission podcast, they're completely different. You know, one is made by Epic, who own everything to do with Fortnite because it's their game. And their engines had, you know, 20 odd years worth of development at Epic. You know, they, they know that thing inside out. They've got more people working on it and they've got more resources. Whereas Battlefront 2, you've got a lot smaller team working on the game now. And you have the fact that EA own nothing right it's all disney yeah and everything has is you know dennis and paul have been to lucasfilm to get some stuff approved 
Um, I assume that's going to be stuff later, that, you know, coming later this year. You know, as for um, one of the questions she was going to ask me, you know, seasons I'd like to see. Clone Wars needs to be the next season, without a doubt. Um, I don't really mind what comes after, but maybe Solo. I don't know. I just yeah. feel like it works well for the game, and I want it to happen because it's going to bring a lot of Star Wars fans that aren't just gamers back to the game. Because they're like, oh, I can. I really like the film. I'm going to go and play as you know Lando in this outfit or play on this map. Um but I don't care. For, I, I wouldn't care if it's anything different or if it is solo. But I would like to see more prequel content after. Um, I don't understand everyone's fascination with Rogue One content, to be honest, personally. Um, I would like to see it return, but it doesn't excite me. If, you know, because I've already played it with The Last Battlefront. Yeah. I don't want to have to wait, you know, the big release for this year, uh, for this month. Uh, this, this next couple of months is Scarif and Jin and Krennic again. I don't, I don't want that. Oh, you get a Jedi map, but still, it's like I paid for that last time, you know. Um, so you know they did announce that map so went back from Battlefront 2015. Uh, Dennis did yesterday, so yeah, we could see some DLC maps pop up, which would be interesting, which would be good to see. It would definitely mean it would free up those map spaces in future seasons. Which would be good because I don't want a Bespin season. Some people want a Bespin season, but if we see Bespin maps return from the previous game, that's fine by me because it's not like we're having to wait a month for a season of an expansion that we got, you know, two years ago. Yeah, the way I feel about it, if is if they can get a past game mode or season or whatever put into the game with without it taking too much time or taking too much work mm-hmm. it'd be good otherwise i'd like to see them put that effort into something new and something that we haven't seen in the game before exactly i, I can probably see them maybe bringing back something like Solust, um potentially something like jabber's palace map uh, some of the best bin maps probably one map from each of the expansion like so four maps for example or at least maybe one of the other maps from the base game like outpost beta because everyone loved that map if they yeah. just brought you know four or five maps from the previous game and release you know two every month or so every yeah every month would work well with the amount of patches they can release um every four weeks that would be fine for me it's like i mean look at the first game we had two brand new maps uh over the course of like a year basically yeah which wasn't great and if we can get these old maps that we really enjoyed back without having to wait every four weeks for a season drop uh, every two months for a season drop that's good that would be great i don't know why people would want to see very similar maps return i feel like if they add too many maps that's just gonna over like uh oversaturate the playlists and make it harder to get in a game yeah exactly and i don't think people realize about that so when they finally implement a a system where we can actually pick maps and modes like that then it will be worth it but for the time being if they just put two maps in the next patch that would be awesome or at least something different you know what i would love to see is 
a Battlefront 2015 map season. Like I, that's what I'm most excited about mm-hmm. the seasons yeah. is they can do different things. It doesn't have to be oh this season or every season gives you two heroes, a map, and a game mode, and that kind of thing. No, you can just do a, a hero only season. You can do a game mode and map specific one. You can just do a straight map uh, season. Like I would love to see mm-hmm. a Battlefront 2015 map without. A map season without having to bring a hero and doing that extra work just be like okay with this lull or something like that here's a bunch of maps from the previous game that you've been wanting mm-hmm. i feel like they should just they can just release them in regular patches they won't have to wait to do a, a full month-long season on them you know i feel like people would be outraged in a way because they want new places they haven't visited which you know i'm one of those people but um if they did do that i'd be okay with it but i would be like you know you should we want new new stuff not stuff that we've played before for many times you know maybe just add that in an extra patch like like a regular patch like iden's tie fighter you know yeah exactly like that that i think that would be actually really good to see just like okay like like what Jetpack Cargo is doing. It's just going to be dropping without any anything else in the next patch. And it's going to be something new that they're adding without making it a whole season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the possibility is endless, really, to be honest. It's just about time and getting it done. Um, I think once this whole progression thing's out the way, they'll definitely... We'll see more content more frequently. Exactly. I, th- I think we're just in this stage where they're trying to get it right and they don't want to add... You know, I think we'll see a couple of maps before the next season. Definitely. Just like maybe probably from the older game. Yeah. Like you're saying with the progression system, I think that's what they're working on and why it's taking a little longer for certain things to get done is because of all of that controversy around the progression system, around the microtransactions. Mm-hmm. They really need to get it right to save the the name of Battlefront 2 because a lot of people I've talked to uh, personally like friends of mine have been like oh my gosh I'm not playing that have you heard about this and I explained it to them like okay that's not that bad Uh, but a lot of the mindset around people is okay Battlefront 2 is the EA cash grab and that's not necessarily the case not anymore no I mean they removed the microtransactions before most people played it so exactly the joke's old, and I don't get it anymore. Um, it, it's just annoying, but that's just... At the end of the day, it's their fault, and they've got to change it. Yeah. It's something... Video games are one of the mediums where you can change things. It's not like they launched a film, and they can't do anything about it once it's out there. They can change everything in the game if they wanted to, and that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I really like to see in the seasons... What would you like to see, like for future content seasons? Like, would you would you like something specific, or um, like a hero only season based around something that you would like to see? Um, I'm quite open. I just like to see more prequel stuff uh, from the prequel films, not necessarily the TV shows, which is what a lot of people want. So, yeah, you know, I can't see that happening because the developers really like the shows and whatnot but that's just me um original trilogy stuff less heroes because i think we've sort of exhausted 
the main ones, but sequel stuff, we could definitely get a couple more in there. Like, I'd like to see Poe playable. Um, you know, people like that, even Hooks, for example. Like, it's just extra stuff. But as long as they're good. And to be honest, all the heroes have personality. And hero only season would be okay, providing the heroes are really good. And they're from all se- uh, all eras. So if they did one week, it's prequels. The following week, it's original trilogy. But they've got to make sure there's enough of each content already in the game. Because it's like there's two prequel he- heroes and like ten original trilogy at the moment. So yeah. They need to just even it out more on the prequel side. And obviously the sequel side, we just need to make sure the heroes are suitable rather than just getting random characters that are sort of like in the film, but they don't really do as much. Yeah. Well, I did love the lesser known characters in the previous game, Season Pass and the DLC. Yeah. Like Nine was great. Exactly. Pancake face for life. Um, there are now that they've opened up to all eras there are so many different heroes that they can choose from that they don't necessarily need to reach into the depths and pull out like i would love to see ig88 but ig88 is one of those lesser known heroes while we could have like you're saying poe or someone else that would be new that we haven't seen in a battlefront game before i think they should go for the characters we've not seen before first and that sort of the main characters like you know obi-wan padme um, they would be probably my first two prequel characters i'd want um just trying to think original trilogies i can't really think of any that i really want seen as we had so many in the last game yeah uh, so yeah I- i'm not fussed what we get providing we don't just go a bit crazy with some of the lesser known characters in my opinion yeah, not like um, you don't want Stormtrooper number forty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing like that, no. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I I definitely like to see. I'm I'm really excited about the future seasons and what they hold, and like they've got a new way that they can do all these things. So I'm super pumped to see which direction they go now that they've got this new format. They can go any way they want to. So I'm just. I'm just hoping that the the content that they choose is good, which I think it will be. Absolutely. It's like the the last game. The content was really, really good. It just needed to last longer and be more frequent, which is sort of what we're going to be getting. But I think that's about it for this episode. Check out Aaron's YouTube channel, As A True. It'll be in the description, and him on Twitter. Both of those will be there as well. You can follow us on Twitter at SWB Podcast, Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. You can support us through PayPal as well, paypal.me slash tie-dye-sheep, T-Y-E-D-Y-E-S-H-E-E-P. Our Discord, which is a great way to talk about Battlefront and get updated on news and that kind of stuff, will be in the description as well. You can listen to the show on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, or anywhere you find podcasts. As always, may you please do the honors. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Goodbye.